What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to American Uck Radio, everyone. The Stu Peters Network, Mojo 50 and WBM 324, everybody. I have a big announcement. The Stu Peters Network is growing. And with that comes uh, some changes. And so from now on, uh, there's going to be sub-channels under the Stu Peters Network umbrella. And so you're going to have to go to American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip in order to catch the show live or the rebroadcast. If you want to head over there and subscribe now, uh, I will put the link into the live chat and the comments section after the show so that everybody will be able to find us from this time forward. Uh, I'm going to get right into it here because I don't want to waste a whole lot of time. We have Pastor Arthur Pulaski joining us from Calgary, Alberta. Uh, you all know who he is. You've, you've all watched him being dragged out of his church. You've all watched him confronting tyrannical government uh, workers with AHS. You've watched them trying to arrest kids for being out playing hockey in Canada. Uh, we've seen all of this, but Arthur has had a recent court victory, and I want to speak with him. I, I, I've read the articles. I've looked at at uh, different news sources about this, but I want to hear it straight from Pastor Arthur. Arthur, welcome back to American Oc Radio. It is uh, fantastic to talk to you again, sir. Thank you so much for having me in. Yeah, you got it. So, uh, did did the Pope come and come and visit you while he's in Alberta? Did he put on his big Indian headdress and come and shake your hand? Uh, not yet. Not <laughs> yet. This way. <laughs> not yet. All right. Well, uh, I I would I would watch. He's probably going to show up anytime. I I thought I, I don't know. I was watching that and I thought it was pretty ridiculous when he put on that headdress. I thought, are they going to do a rain dance next? Like, how far is this going to go? 
Uh, well, we have to understand that the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church has fallen so far away from the biblical truth. It's not even funny. All the establishments, if you will, are crumbling politically, economically, uh, from the religious point of view, um, educational system. All the, if you will, all the mountains of influence have been shown to the whole world right now who they really are and of course they have nothing or almost nothing to do with the truth or with education or with serving or with preaching the truth so i remember a few years ago uh, just about half a year before this craziness started god showed me a vision and i don't have visions very often but when i do um, they're really profound so i saw a fence a chain link fence and on that fence, I saw people sitting. And then I saw two big, powerful hands. I knew the fence represented the whole world. And I knew that those hands are God's hands. He grabbed the fence and he violently started to shake that fence. And I saw people falling to the left and to the right. When he was done shaking, no one, not one man was sitting on the fence. And then he spoke to me and he said, when I'm done shaking, everyone will have to make a choice, either me or the devil. Is that not what we're seeing right now? This is the greatest separation we have ever seen on this side of eternity between the sheep and the goats and the sheep and the wolves. In other words, the globalists, the devils, the soldados, the, the, the soldados, the traitors, the Judas Iscariots, if you will, the Azabs, that have sold their inheritance for a bowl of soup, for incentive, for money, for pension, while I'm just doing my job, or whatever the excuse might be, they have tried to put a mask on our face. But at the same time, they have taken their masks of their faces. Now it's very clear to see who is who in the zoo, if you will. So it is an exciting times. Going through the fire is never a fun, but it's a, a necessity. It's a must. That's how God purifies his church. That's where he deals with his enemies. That's where he shows up to set you free. That's where you've got your testimony. Because what kind of a testimony do we have as a church? Mask up, segregate, um, uh, you know, uh, Zoom. Excuse me, that's the testimony of the church right now. While the marijuana stores kept open, liquor stores were open, abortion, uh, you know, holocaust for the babies were open through all of this craziness. And the church shut its doors. Shame on those clergymen. Shame on them. Shame on the pastor. Shame on the, uh, on, on the priests. Shame on the rabbis that would not see what this whole thing was all about. It was a test, it's still a test, and I, I believe that 99% of the so-called Christians didn't pass it. But it's a, a must, it's a necessity for the gold to be purified. We have to go through the testing, we have to go through the fire. So, I see this as a positive thing, as uncomfortable as this whole craziness has been for me. As you know, this why, uh, this last arrest was my 16th arrest i faced already over 100 court cases 340 citations uh, up to date 
and I'm still facing criminal charges. Um, I am the first and only Canadian citizen to be charged with the infrastructure, um, interfering with the Crucial Infrastructure Act under Defense Act uh, in the history of this country for my church gathering, uh, for my uh, sermon in the Kuts, at the Kuts border um, in just um, in a, in a February of 2022. So, as much as I don't like being tested, as, as much as I don't like going through the fire, it is a good thing for the church because it brings us a lot closer to God than the time of prosperity and comfort. And let me suggest to you that that's the problem. We walked away from God because it was just simply too good and people started to lose interest. In God, because when you got the silver and gold, when you got the comfort and three times a year, your vacation and your pension and your houses and your cars and multiple, uh, then why would you need God? And um, yeah. we have fallen away from God. That's the problem. <clears throat> no, 100 percent. And like you, I've lived in Alberta for a very long time. I'm a U.S. citizen, but uh, it, it there was a time in this province when. Uh, it was just nothing for a man to go out and put a thousand bucks in his pocket every day if he wanted to for work. You could, uh, you could have a grade ten education, and you could go and uh, you could work on a drilling rig and make ten grand a month. And I'll tell you what, I I knew a lot of people that that money and that comfort and the excess and the good times was absolutely destroying their lives. It was destroying marriages. It was the divorce rate was crazy. The drug use was off the charts and 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 it was just the good times were rolling and I knew a whole lot of people that I talked to and they they told me that their life actually got better uh with all of this uh lockdown nonsense because it caused them to look at their own life and see that during the good times things weren't as good as everybody put a brave face on and pretended to be now in my case pastor uh we actually had a church born out of the lockdowns, a good friend of mine came to my house and said, you know, I, I can't stand these churches. I can't find a church that to bring my family to where we're actually getting fed the word of God. We've tried loads of them in the Edmonton area and there's just nothing there. And I said to him, you know, uh, well, you know him too, Peter Downing. And I just said to him, you know what? Uh, let's." I used to teach Bible studies a long time ago. Let's get together on Sundays, and we'll just get together and do some Bible study. Well, I'll tell you what, Pastor, uh, our numbers grew and grew, and more people came and more people came, and God was changing lives and causing people to repent and walk away from sin. And then there came a time when there was people that wanted to get baptized, and I was like, well, I don't have a baptism tank. I don't have any of that. It's wintertime. The river's frozen. And so I started reaching out to some of the churches to see if we could arrange something, and I kept getting the same answer. They were saying, "Well, you've got to uh, you've got to schedule uh, six months in advance because we're only allowed to have so many people in here." And I thought to myself, "You know what? I'm just going to do it myself. That's fine. I'm just going to do it myself." And so we did, and this work has grown stronger and stronger and. Uh, I like your analogy of the sheep and the goats and the wheat and the tares, and there is definitely a big separation happening right now. And have you found that your faith has grown through all of this, Pastor? Well, you have to remember, I have been tested so many times. Right. Um, So I I cling to God. This is my 17th year 
of fighting the tyranny in the country. I don't know if you remember or if you know my story. 2005, I walked away from my business and I started to take people off the streets. Yeah. By using the skills that I um, that I uh, had as a as a businessman. So I took 600 people off the streets. And the government was very unhappy, believe it or not. Yeah, they didn't want that. you feeding people. No, and I started to get tickets, uh, giving free goods and services, illegal, congregating, illegal, preaching, illegal, distribution of printed material, Bibles, illegal. My Bibles were confiscated by the police, believe it or not, in Canada. I was uh, a first Canadian to be arrested for a publicly reading a Bible in a public park without amplification. Um, I faced over 100 court cases from 2005 to 2015. They almost bankrupted me, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of legal fees and penalties and tickets without mercy. About 300 of them I got during that period of time. Police showing up at my house, at the church, intimidating my wife, my children, following me, detectives. I mean, it was a gong show, but I win in 2015 and they leave me be for a while then the COVID comes in quote and they have found a new way to introduce that tyranny on a global scale so i have become a first canadian to get a COVID ticket i was told uh, to stop feeding the poor we're in the middle of great crisis and i yeah. said well if that's the case if we truly are if we truly are in the middle of a great crisis then my services are needed more than ever before if we are shutting down shelters and you want to shut down the soup kitchens what those people are going to do we have 15 to 20,000 different individuals facing homelessness every single year on the streets of our city Calgary and I said so you're going to stop feeding them you will shut down the shelters what do you think those people are going to do they're going to roam the streets they're going to whack your mother's head or your father's head. They're going to break into the stores, into houses, cars, garages. They're going to get their necessities of life this way or that way. You cannot just stop feeding those people because you think they're going to go where? They don't have homes. They don't have means to support themselves. So I kept feeding them. And for that crime, I received a ticket. I was threatened with arrest. Um, ultimately, I was arrested five times during the COVID hysteria. They intimidated me. They gave me millions of dollars worth of tickets. My record for 2020, believe it or not, was over 100 police officers, 52 police cars, SWAT team, and a chief of police in my church service. Um, so for that day, I remember I got 15 COVID tickets. Fast forward, they started to come to our church, and that's where that video comes from when they invaded illegally, contrary to Criminal Code Section 176, 1, 2, and 3. The Gestapo, as I called them, they showed up at our church, breaking the law of the country, invaded our church to intimidate, to harass with their guns, with their uniforms, with their handcuffs. So what I did, I just kicked them out. I told them to leave. Eventually they go, only to come back with a vengeance. They found a crooked judge named yeah. David Gates. David Gates gave them the power to invade our church anytime they want with whoever they wish and to arrest anyone that would dare to oppose them. So they showed up with a SWAT team. I kicked them again. They showed up again. I kicked them again. Then they found another crooked judge's uh, or uh, they got another crooked judge and he gave them the order 
Um, his name is John Rook. John Rook gave them the order to uh, allowing them to arrest me to invade our church as they please. And that's where that arrest on the highway comes from there. SWAT team shows up at our church, opened the door. It was packed only, uh, standing room only. Uh, they left. They waited for the people to go home while I was driving back home with my brother David and a friend of ours, uh, David uh, David um, uh, Hughes. Uh, we were um, stopped in the middle of the highway in the rain, arrested. I was uh, taken to police, spent three days and two nights on concrete deprived of sleep and then the next day we face another crooked judge judge uh, uh, adam germain it was it's, it's very interesting for the people to understand how corrupted this whole thing was adam germain received a phone call from john rook asking him if he can look over this cases so a friend calls another friend his superior because um, John Rook is a chief associate chief justice in the province of Alberta. So the boss calls his um, another judge, Adam Germain, and says, hey, can you deal with those people? I gave an order. They're not willing to obey that order. Please uh, do something with them. So when I learned that, I turned to my brother David. Well, while we were still shackled on our feet and uh, handcuffed, I uh, said to my brother David, uh, it's over. This is a show trial. Soviet style, those people already made up their mind. This has nothing to do with law and order. Those people are villains. They are actually, uh, they, are, they are mafia. That's what they are. They are mafiosos and uh, they already decided our case. And surely when I went to the States to share my story with the Americans, and here's what I said to them. Listen, look what is happening behind the Iron Curtain in Canada right now. What's happening here is going to come to you unless you come and help us to fight this tyranny. So I spent, I was supposed to be there only a few weeks. I spent four months in the United States just touring around and sharing my story. On a, upon arrival, when I stepped out of the plane, I was immediately arrested at the, uh, at the tarmac and handcuffed and uh, charged with criminal charges this time, inciting people to come to church, officiating an illegal gathering, participating in illegal gathering, and not wearing a muzzle. So I was arrested, taken to police, released on, on, on the criminal charges, and then I was arrested again, uh, coming back from a rally in Le Duc with my wife, arrested on a highway by RCMP. RCMP is like your FBI. And then I was again arrested coming from another rally, a protest on a highway in the snow again with my brother David. And then, of course, the truck convoy came. During the truck convoy, I was asked to feed the truckers on the way to Ottawa and conduct a series of church services, which I gladly did. And then I participated in the Milk River. Uh, I did a church service there, Lord's Supper and worship session. And then I was led actually by the RCMP officers to smugglers in in Kutz. Kutz is a, a point of entry between Montana and Alberta. Yeah. I did my speech over there. I did a church service, a worship, a Lord's Supper. No one stopped me. No one told me what I'm doing is illegal or wrong. RCMP was there monitoring, videotaping, and uh, uh, no one said anything. They let me uh, back uh, home. I drove back a few days later coming out of my house, oh, it was it was a gong show. Uh, this 
literally look like a takedown of El Chapo Escobar or Al Capone of Canada. <laughs> I was taken down and uh, taken by RCMP officers, detectives, uniformed Calgary police, SWAT team members, taken to police custody, interrogated for hours, and then ultimately I was taken to, to jail and then to prison. I was placed in solitary confinement, stripped naked, subjected to concrete, no washroom, no uh, water. Then they placed me in metal boxes, uh, believe it or not, multiple times, stripped naked again, and then solitary confinement, which I uh, spent over 40 days there. Then one day, uh, the sheriff's came, kidnapped me, literally without the knowledge of my family, my wife, all my lawyers, and they took me hundreds of miles away to Edmonton prison where I was placed in Maxpot. Uh, for those people that do not know what that means, that's for the most dangerous, aggressive offenders within the prison system. I was there alone, um, subjected to a freezing conditions, no pillow, uh, freezing all day, all night. When I complained that I am freezing to death here, the guard laughed and said, at least you have fresh air and left me there. Next day, I was taken without the knowledge of the doctors or AHS. I was taken to a psych ward with um, inmates that have murdered people and they are uh, deemed, you know, crazy. So I was there with them for a week. And then later on, I was um, taken back to Calgary um, to my old unit uh, here uh, in, um, in a Riemann Center and then later on released on strict conditions and placed on house arrest. Believe it or not, I am still on house arrest to this day, facing criminal charges. First Canadian ever in the history of this country, I have been charged with interfering with the crucial infrastructure under the Defense Act for my speech, where uh, three times during my speech in Kuts, I've told people to do it peacefully, this is not a violent uprising. Stand for your rights and don't, uh, of course, we are not uh, doing this with the use of guns or swords. Uh, this is a peaceful uh, resistance. So um, I am in my house in the province of Alberta. I'm not allowed to attend rallies or protests. I'm not allowed to uh, do certain things. And of course, 7 p.m. I have to be at home. I have a, a probation officer that I have to contact on a regular basis and get permission. If I want to take my children to a movie, I have to get a permission. If I want to go to a lake and stay after 7 p.m., I have to get a written permission. Uh, however, what's interesting in this case, everything that they built during the time I was in prison, the Crown Prosecutor portrayed me as extremely dangerous terrorist, that if I am to be released from prison, Canadians are going to suffer. It's going to be a disaster. I am a very unpredictable individual. And, uh, you know, pretty much the way he was describing is uh, this whole thing that people are going to die if I am to be released from custody. Eventually, I was released on the strict conditions, but everything was built on a lie coming from that foundation that John Rook, David Gates and Adam Germain those three crooked judges built. And now, Friday, 
believe it or not, and I was shocked as majority of the people that I talked to, three judges in the Court of Appeals, so the highest court in our land here in the province of Alberta, look at the case and here is what they said. The arrests were illegal. The restrictions, the compelled speech that the judge ordered me uh, to um, to to say, uh, like that, like 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 during Soviet style, uh, uh, Soviet behind the Iron Curtain in uh, North Korea or China, uh, the judge ordered me to recite a COVID script before I speak to anyone, uh, before I preach or uh, before I talk to anyone, I was ordered to give that speech uh, to to the people. That was the most and, that uh, was one of the most mind-boggling things of this whole case for me. I, I'm amongst a whole lot of them that they actually gave you a scripted speech that you had to give before you preached the word. Yes, yes, it was a it was the most shocking thing. It was never done on an individual. I've never so heard of that. Rape, when you rapist, when you murder, um, the judges do not order you to say, oh, you must say you're sorry, you must read the script. No, it was just done to me, my brother David and Chris Scott, which was bizarre, was unbelievable. Also, they penalized us heavily with money. So we had to give up a lots of money to those Nazi party of Canada, I call them the HS. And also... Uh, the judge did not recognize that what I'm doing is a charity. He ordered me to do 120 hours um, of community service outside of our church. Uh, as you know, I feed thousands of people three times a week on the streets of Calgary for the past 23 years. I'm doing this. Uh, so also they um, uh, commanded me to stay within the province of Alberta. I was not allowed to leave. All of that was taken down on Friday by the three judges that actually looked at the law, not at the politics, not at the fake news, but at the law. And they said what was done was wrong, yeah. that the Nazi party of Canada has to give me back our money. Also, uh, they said that everything else was unlawful, it was illegal, and also they said was against the natural law, uh, which is a very interesting wording uh, from those judges so yeah yeah our art we've got we've got about two minutes here um and we have a bottom of the hour commercial break and i think that this would be a good point uh to launch into the next point there was about a 16 page ruling that they put out i want to get into the mechanics of that on the other side of this break also, I want to talk about the precedent that this sets because there was a lot of people abused by this. There, there's some cases that people are not aware of. There's a lady named Hamla that has a little store in uh, an area called Lynbrook by Tofield, Alberta here. And I mean, they, de- they, they tried to destroy her because she kept her store open without a mask mandate. I mean, when it came to discovery, when they were holding her illegally in the first place, after they rammed her car, attacked her sons, it came out that they had been subpoenaing, subpoenaing Revenue Canada to get her tax return information to go after her on that. They were looking into fire code violations. They were looking to destroy this woman. Now, with this appeals court ruling that you've just received, I'm wondering if this is going to flood, open the floodgates for uh, 
for a whole lot of people to get their uh, their money back and possibly sue authorities. And I, the other thing that I think that we need to see here is charges against individual agents of the state. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we can go into this after the break. How about that? Let's do that. Thank you so much, Art, Pastor Arter, for being so gracious with your time. We've got to go to a commercial break for our sponsors at Mojo Five O. And WBM324, this is American Uck Radio on the Stu Peters Network. And we will be back right after this with uh, Pastor Arthur Pulaski. Stick around, everybody. refreshed like you slept on a cloud get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today you deserve it go to mypillow.com and don't forget our very special promo code mojo50 for incredible savings at romica designs we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company much more i'm ron phillips co-owner of romica designs and if you can dream it we can probably make it We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at romicadesigns.com, or visit us on the web at romicadesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We Here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise. And for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 
12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com How dare you! <laughs> we dare. We dare. most underrated radio shows american up radio this guy mike phillip is brilliant i listen to him every day love your show i, I really do i'm a huge fan thank you for doing what you're doing american up radio To American Oak Radio on Mojo 50 WBM 324 and the Stu Peters Network on Rumble. I have an announcement for everybody listening right now. Uh, the Stu Peters Network is growing. There's going to be some more shows coming. Stu's going to be premiering a brand new documentary on Monday about child trafficking and ritual sacrifice and abuse. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, I talked to Stu this morning actually, and I said, you know. Uh, you have a lot of people praying for you. It's not easy digging into those subjects. Uh, a man could go into despair, rage, sorrow, and uh, and just uh, let's all remember to pray for Stu as he navigates those waters. That is not easy stuff to do. Let me tell you right now, uh, there was a time when we used to cover medical kidnap stories, and what you don't hear when you hear the interview, is you don't hear the phone call before the show and the planning when there are parents on the phone crying their eyes out, uh, just just begging that, that anything could be done to get their children back. And so uh, with that growth of the Stu Peters Network, what that also means is that American Oc Radio is still going to be under the banner of the Stu Peters Network, but we're going to have our shows on a sub-channel called American Oc Radio with Mike Phillip. It's still going to be promoted by Stu Peters, but that's where the live show is going to be starting tomorrow. I'm going to put that link into the comments section after the show, and uh, I will put it in the live chat towards the end, but I don't want to burn up any more time with announcements. I want to get to our guest, Pat, Pastor Arthur Pulaski. Uh, let's get into the 16-page ruling that this judge of the appeals court handed down. And uh, towards the end here, let's talk about the potential implications for all the other people that have been abused uh, in separate, in different ways. But similarly, I'm, I'm guessing you're getting pretty comfortable in a pair of handcuffs uh, since you've been in them so many times going back to 2005. Uh, Arthur, let's talk about the ruling, and, and I'm going to give you the floor here, and you just get into the ins and outs and explain what, exactly what happened for everybody. 
Yeah, you. the truth is you can get comfortable in the handcuffs. Last time they arrested me, it was so brutal that I had a scars, literally scars for over a month. Wow. When I was in, in police, uh, when I was in prison, actually, uh, this last time. So uh, it's no fun. What they did to me, of course, is so, so crazy. Um, five different inmates came to me and they said that the guards were giving them incentives to murder me, to beat me up in prison. Wow. Um, so I think that's what they were um, expecting, that uh, what is going to happen to me, that the inmates are going to beat me up or hurt me or, or make my life a hell on earth that I would not dare to say another word against this tyranny. But it was opposite. I was a hero, believe it or not, in prison. If it comes to the inmates, they knew who I was. And there is a code that they live by, and they all know that they have done terrible things, that they are criminals. But I, I was there, an innocent man standing up for everybody's rights, and um, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. Eventually, I was able to have all my boys at the table uh, for the prayers and for the church studies. So every day after they signed a petition, demanding that I would be released from the solitary confinement, which finally they did. I was able to uh, spend some time with, with the boys and, and teach them Bible and pray with them. And I actually led a number of them to the Lord. And I'm still in contact with them. I got phone calls from jail uh, from time to time uh, to this day. So what happened was eventually I was released on bail condition. I had to give uh, lots of money uh, to as a surety and uh, also as a bail condition to be released yeah. uh, because the Crown Prosecutor was so vicious uh, portraying me as a, an extremely dangerous individual uh, that if I am uh, released, a cataclysm is going to happen. So uh, that hurt my family, of course, that hurt uh, finances. And then, and then um, I uh, received the bail condition that I am still a prisoner so I'm still under arrest, except I changed the cells. I am in my home on house arrest, facing criminal charges uh, in February, February of 2023. But going back to this decision, it's fascinating because it sends a message to the villains. Back off. You have not corrupted every judge. You have not corrupted every media. You have not corrupted or blackmailed or bribed every politician. There's still some good people that are willing to look at law, not at politics. And that's exactly what happened. So on Friday, I was vindicated. Uh, and this has become the biggest victory in Canada so far against the COVID tyranny or the new way of subjecting us to slavery up to date. So this sends a message to everybody else, to the tyrants back off, but also to the freedom fighters to the people like you and me that says, yes, you can stand up against tyrants, the uncircumcised Philistines, the Goliaths of today and prevail. Because if God is for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that is in us than the one that is in them. And I am excited about that because this victory sends waves, if you, if you will, tsunami across the world saying, look, truth eventually, after craziness and arrests and, and being subjected to this cruelty and 
tyranny, the truth eventually will pop up. Truth wins every time. Sooner or later, it will be known to the whole world. And, and that's exactly what happened. So, of course, I would say finally, I'm excited and I'm, uh, I'm plowing. I'm, I'm, I'm still plowing. This is not over. I, you know, I, I was talking with uh, uh, a relative of mine, my father-in-law, actually, and he said, you know, at the end of this all, uh, and this will come to an end, uh, it's just going to come down to who is the most stubborn, really, and, and that, was, uh, that was me. I mean, I did not face the persecution that you did, but I just stood on my feet and said, I said no. That's it. I'm, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not taking your vaccines. Do you think... Uh, Pastor, that that it's kind of a thing where these judges are now looking back at everything that happened. And at the time, people were very afraid, okay? They were afraid. The the media was constantly pumping this message of fear. And so there were people that actually thought that there was this killer Chinese virus going around. And now they look back and they see that nobody in your congregation died, nobody even got sick. They also see, and I'm guessing that some of these people in the legal system have friends that were damaged or possibly even killed by this uh, experimental vaccine. And do you think that that might be part of the shift that's happening? Of course. I mean, for the past two and a half years, we were subjected to a first-class propaganda, Goebbels style, Soviet Russia style, right? So then other, the truth was not allowed. People were deplatformed, scared, attacked. Like I talked to doctors and they were told not to tell the truth. They were not allowed to tell the truth to anyone, to anyone um, out there. People were deplatformed, kicked from uh, social networks. So the truth was not allowed to, to, to be out there so people would make... A, a, you know, um, informed decision. However, two and a half years later, the truth finally is breaking through. There's a lot more people that have been subjected to tyranny, and now they know. They know the adverse reactions to the job. They know that the uh, uh, stupid muzzle uh, doesn't water because the virus is 1,000 times smaller than the bacteria, so that the piece of cloth or the blue garbage on your face is not going to prevent you from getting it or, or spreading it out. So more and more uh, people are seeing the absurd of six feet apart and not seeing their loved ones. And and um, and the truth is, is coming in your face, if you will. It's harder and harder for the wannabe tyrants uh, to keep lying to the people because there is still access to information. There's still Google. Uh, there's still... Um, alternative social networks that you can go and if you're interested in the truth you will find that truth so i think that their their house of of cards if you will is crumbling falling apart and they're realizing we can't keep up with this anymore and we have a choice to make either we keep lying and one day we will face the wrath of people every revolution eventually goes after the villains if the villains will continue this pattern so maybe they've decided it's better now to to turn the tide and start doing what's right before this whole thing goes crazy 
It's possible. I don't know. I, I think that they've done so much that they have to fail forward, to be quite honest with you. I would love to see them repent, and I would forgive them. I would. I'm ordered to. Uh, but if they don't repent, then then they're going to... They're going to bring their own ways on their head. And and it's interesting, too, if you look at what happened with Israel uh, during the time of the prophets, during Isaiah Isaiah's time, Jeremiah, uh, they the, the things that they mentioned were happening in Israel were very similar to what's happening today. The judges were corrupt. There was no justice. There was no judgment in the land. People were decadent. They were comfortable. They had ease. They were uh, lax. They had plenty of bread, plenty of food. And God said, if you do not repent, I'm going to take away the stay of the staff, the stay of the bread, and the stay of the water. And uh, here we are. I mean, look, I, I think that here's the thing. People get leadership that they deserve. Uh, I, I really do. And for a long time, Canadians have uh, been very uh, atheistic, very smug, uh, look down on their neighbors and uh, very self-righteous. I've seen a lot of that over the years. And so I think that this this shaking, as you described it with your vision, I think that this needed to happen is probably the best thing for all everybody involved and Canadians in particular. It's too bad that you took the brunt of it. Yes. You know, but in the end of the day, someone has to lead the way. People People need leadership. What we have lost in the past two years is leaders. So look at the pastors. Where are they? What happened to, oh, my God is the most powerful. My God is the healer. My God is the Alpha and Omega beginning and end. My God raises the dead. And yet the government, the Pharaoh, the Nebuchadnezzars uh, showed up and boom, they bowed uh, before the golden statue or as I call it, the golden mask. So. Um, we've lost leaders. Leaders have proven to be cowards. They have proven to be Judas's Iscariots or Ezra's that sold Jesus for a bowl of soup. So right now, people are looking at the real deal. And it's so important for us to keep plowing uh, because they're desperately looking for someone that would lead them into the promised land, if you will, away from the slavery that we have been subjected to uh, for the past two years. So um, in a way, it's exciting uh, to be part of what we're witnessing right now. And and I intend to keep plowing, keep speaking, keep uh, bringing the truth until the necks of those wannabe pharaohs would be finally broken and we would uh, uh, we will have uh, back our freedom because freedom doesn't come from Justin Trudeau Castro, freedom doesn't come from this turncoat traitor to Alberta, Jason Kenney and his cabinet. The, the freedom comes from God. It's a God-given gift, not man's gift. Every man has been born equally. Who those people think they are, those uncircumcised Philistines that should defy the armies of the living God? I mean, sooner or later, I knew God is going to start spanking them. And then if they will not turn away from their wicked ways, God is going to bring his rat on their shoulders. And I'm telling you, there is no fun uh, being there's no fun being arrested by them. But there's no fun being judged by the living God because he does not take bribes. He's not impressed with your titles. In the end of the day, he only looks at your deeds. What have you done? Did you do the right thing or you were the villain? 
of the land, just like 99% of so-called clergymen in this country, and of course, almost all of the politicians and the mainstream propaganda agents. So, in a way, it's a purification process. God is allowing us to be in the fire so uh, he can deal with our enemies, so he can show up and set us free, but also so we could have a testimony for the whole world. The whole world declared that the churches are an essential services, but now God is showing the whole world that we are, in fact, the most essential institution that there is, that that's where the hope is, that's where the freedom is, that's where healing is, and that's where the life is, is with Christ and his church. So, in a way, yeah, it was no fun, but it was needed to show the world what the world truly needs, which is Christ. Absolutely, and you talked about the the uh, the wicked shepherds and uh, anybody out there that wants to know what Art's talking about, you just go right on over to Ezekiel chapter 34 and read what God thinks about shepherds that get fat off of the flock and do not feed them and uh, and feed themselves. That's not a position that you want to be in whatsoever. I'm telling you right now, it is laid right out in Ezekiel 34. Pastor Archer, the other thing I have to mention is that uh, in the midst of all this, um, we have seen absolute miracles. We had uh, a young man in our church that applied for a program three years prior to coming here. Uh, he was accepted for it. And so during those lockdowns, we had a 20-foot trailer full of groceries showing up at my house once or twice a week that we were handing out to families and, and getting to people that were in need. That was just provided. It was like the uh, five loaves and two fishes all over again. We've had healings to listeners of this show. We've had people getting together and praying in the ninth hour. We've had people healed of skin cancer. We've had... Uh, just miraculous changes, people repenting, uh, uh, turning their back on the the free, cheap, and easy pornography that has been put into everybody's hand. Uh, people are repenting. They're, they're starting to see through all this that, yes, there is evil in the world, and the evil in the world is not this Disney villain with the stripy shirt or the, the, the villain twirling the mustache going, eh, 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 eh. no, they wear suits and they've got perfect hair. And that, that evil is in the heart of a man, but it's just grown to a point where it's become completely manifest. And so I like what you said about the separation that's going on. Yes, totally. And it's, it's needed. It's a must, you know, as much as we in flesh don't like to be tested and, and go through the fire, it's a necessity because that's where you yourself and the people around you will know what you're made of. Are you real? Are you fake? Do you truly believe in God or you believe Fauci or Biden or Trudeau or Kenny or Chandra, all those snakes, those vipers, those scorpions? Who do you really believe? Are you willing to pay the price? Jesus didn't say, join me and you're going to have the most easy life on earth he says no join me pick up your cross daily and follow me yeah yeah 100 percent, pastor arthur we have about seven minutes left before the network break i'm going to give you the floor for any personal message that you want to give to our listeners 
on American Uck Radio with Mojo 5 WBN324 and the Stu Peters Network. Uh, you have about uh, five minutes here before we have to go into our break. Pastor, what would you like to say? What have you learned through all of this? Uh, what is the one thing that you would le- want to leave our listeners with today? Well, I would say to you, stand up with a winner. I mean, when you join the army of the living God, you are already a winner and the enemy already lost. Sometimes the enemy just doesn't know it yet. So stand your ground. And if you want to support us, I mean, my ordeal is not over. Uh, They took us through a ringer and they still are pursuing those criminal charges. So if you would like to support us, go to... uh, It's not over. The fight continues. Go to streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca, and you can help us there. And, of course, if you want to be part of us feeding thousands of people on the streets of Calgary, uh, you will be able to uh, help us there as well, streetchurch.ca. And there is a a PayPal there, and you can do e-transfer, art, A-R-T, at streetchurch.ca. We need our help. We need your help. You know, the thing is, we cannot do this together. To, you know, alone. We need to do this together. Unity. The Bible says when one, one can do a thousand, but two can do ten thousand. And that's exactly what the enemy attacked. An enemy attacked us being together, being united. Because when you're separated, when you're alone, mm-hmm. how do predators hunt? They separate, they create panic, fear. Yep. They separate the wounded one or the or the weak one, and that's where they they um, go after and, and kill. That's exactly what those predators, because that's what they are. They're predators. They're hyenas. That's exactly what they were doing for the past two and a half years. So just say no. Do not comply. Peaceful resistance. And I'm telling you, if we unite, if we will stick together, there is absolutely nothing that enemy can do. We already won because Jesus won on the cross. So I want to bless you. Thank you for this opportunity. And uh, do not give up. Do not lose hope. We know how the story ends. We know that in the end, no matter what the enemy throws at us, we already won because Jesus won on that cross. He rose from the grave and he is willing to give that key of victory to anyone that is willing to take it. So give your life to Jesus and live a victorious life. And go to the fire gladly, because in the fire, Jesus shows up to set you free. In the fire, you will have an amazing testimony. And in the fire, God will give you your elevation. So be blessed. Pastor Arthur, uh, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. We appreciate you, and uh, keep in touch. Thank you. God bless you. All right, we're going to let Pastor Arthur go and be with his family and let me tell you, this guy, um, he gets a lot of interview requests. And let me tell you right now, I, I said to him, has Stu Peters reached out to you or anybody else on the network yet with this court ruling? And he said, uh, he said, I don't know. I do so, so many interviews that uh, I don't know whose show I'm on from one day to the next. And so... <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, and listen, uh, I I know so many people that, uh, you know, seemingly had their lives destroyed. I talked about Hemla at Lynbrook there with Pastor Arthur on. Uh, look, she knew the health inspector with AHS for a very long time. They were friends. And then when she decided not to go along or comply with these stupid mandates, 
this friend of hers from a, from a bit, well, long time back had to go to an RCMP force outside their jurisdiction because the ones in her area were all friends with her. They came there every morning for coffee. They brought it in in uh, outside jurisdiction, and I mean they they. <laughs> They rammed her vehicle. I have footage of them attacking their sons next to uh, a lady that was working there that attends my church. And and she said it was the, just the most horrible thing she's ever seen. Then they tried to get into her tax returns. They tried to get into her fire code. It wasn't about any kind of a health emergency whatsoever. It was about, you're going to do what I tell you, or I'm going to grind you into the dirt, you little worm. Amen? That's what it was about. Like I said, a lot of these judges are probably having friends of theirs that are keeling over dead from blood clots or uh, having heart attacks or getting Bell's palsy or uh, all these other things that are coming with these shots. Uh, Coming up in hour two, we are going to get into some Bible study and then we're going to do the ninth hour of prayer. We're going to talk about a restoration that took place after some extremely wicked kings. And this applies to you today. Stick around. We'll be right back in hour two of American Huck Radio with Mike Phillip. And like I said, you've got to uh, subscribe to the new Rumble channel, American Huck Radio with Mike Phillip. I put it in the live chat. It'll be in the comments after the show. We're still in the Stu Peters network. It's just under the umbrella on a, on a subsidiary channel. We'll be right back. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Former President Trump headlining a two-day summit and is set to deliver a policy-focused speech. He's in Washington, D.C. on the same day his former Vice President Mike Pence has made a public appearance. Over the weekend, Mr. Trump was warmly received at a gathering of young conservative activists in Florida. The Pacific Northwest in the U.S. rarely sees scorching weather, but that hasn't been the case the past few days. Temperatures in Portland, Oregon could top 100 degrees today. That would make it the hottest day of a week-long heat wave for the region. Forecasters have issued an excessive heat warning for parts of Oregon and Washington state. Seattle could hit the 90s, and in eastern parts of Oregon and Washington, 110 degrees. As temperatures in the northwest heat up, it's expected to cool a bit in the northeast in the coming days, where it was 99 degrees in Philadelphia on Sunday, and at least 100 degrees for five consecutive days in Newark, New Jersey. I'm Donna Water. Also at townhall.com, the former chief of staff to former Vice President Pence, has testified before a federal grand jury about the events of January 6th. Greg Cluxton reports. Mark Short appeared before the grand jury under subpoena. The jury is investigating the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. Short, who testified last week, was at the Capitol on the day of the siege and was with the vice president when rioters stormed the building. The former VP chief of staff has also cooperated in a separate House committee investigation of January 6th. Greg Clugston. Washington. The stocks are lower. Walmart shares dropping nearly 9% after the retail giant cut its profit outlook for the second quarter and the full year. The Dow is off 144 points. The Nasdaq down 205. More at townhall.com. 
We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Supply line interruptions are definitely here to stay, especially given the incredible talent we have working at the U.S. Transportation Department. However, you don't need to fear these interruptions. You can be prepared. Go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, old-style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case, a $50 value, yours free. The Feather Chair. The world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as $16 a month. Sorry, no Medicare or insurance accepted. So call right now to order yours. 800-823-5826 800-823-5826 That's 800-823-5826 it's original it's bold it's patriotic it's american it's american pride it's american pride roasters coffee historically great coffee americanprideroasters.com Great mojo comes great responsibility. Mojo Five O. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. American Radio. Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Welcome back to Hour 2 of American Uck Radio on the Stu Peters Network and Mojo 5 WBM three two four, and uh, somebody asked in the chat, "Where do I donate to American Oc Radio?" Uh, well, if 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 you want to do that, you can at AmericanOcRadio.com. There are links there, and we also have a lot of really excellent products that we sell there. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of getting out of the. Uh, the system, right? I, I'm a big fan of switching your spending over to alternatives uh, and companies that won't don't want to destroy you. Uh, Beagle Mother, if you need prayer, 
uh, we're going to do that at the ninth hour, which is 3 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we're going to be joining with a whole lot of other people all over the world and churches in the United States that uh, at, at the ninth hour, uh, like the disciple, like the apostles did, uh, we're going to call upon the name of the Lord. And at that time, the hat comes off when I pray, all right? So you want to see what I look like without this silly hat, uh, stick around for prayer. But then you're going to want to close your eyes. Now, one of the reasons why we, uh, we, we tell people to switch up their spending is because you can be as anti-vaccine as you want. You can be as anti-drug company as you want. But the fact of the matter is, if you're going to the grocery store and buying the products that Procter & Gamble and uh, all of these other companies, J&J has a billion customers worldwide. That is what they use to fund their operations. Their money does not uh, majority come from vaccinations and things like that. No, fact is you're buying products in the store that are uh, basically filled with uh, chemical warfare products. Uh, I remember listening to Marty Schechter Back in the day, years ago, he used to be a regular guest on uh, InfoWars, talking about how that he was in the chemical warfare division in the U U.S. Army. He got out into the private sector and was working for one of these big companies that uh, provides household cleaning products and soaps and things like that. And that the chemicals that they were putting into them back then, and this is years ago, were the same ones that he was working with. And so it, it's like that, uh, uh, you all saw that old Batman movie with Michael Keaton and the Joker, and the Joker was murdering people by putting an assortment of chemicals into household cleaning supplies and personal hygiene products. Now, another thing that Procter, and we're going to get into some Bible study here, just hang on. Uh, but I do have advertisers and mouths to feed that I got to look after. Uh, by by providing you guys with some of these options where you can you can switch your spending from companies that are run by Satanists and people that want to murder you and your children and get you into the medical system. Uh, as of July 25th or yesterday, this is posted over at AmericanOcRadio.com. The makers of everyday staples such as Colgate toothpaste and Charmin toilet paper are readying new strategies to keep cash-strapped consumers buying pricier products as the threat of recession looms, executives have told investors. Now, let me just break it down to you without reading the entire article. They plan their advertising to advertise high-end products at the beginning of the month when you've received your paycheck or welfare check or however it is that you're uh, bringing food and, and cleaning supplies into your house to keep you hooked on those products so that they can take that money and put it into educating your kids on the LGBTQ agenda. Uh, they, they also fund critical race theory, turning uh, the next generation into a bunch of race-baiting haters. That's what you're paying for when you go to the store and you do this and they are psychologically psychologically manipulating you in order to do it and that's why American Oc Radio has teamed up with Patriot Switch uh, you can go to AmericanOcRadio.com and click the Patriot Switch icon and a member of our 
American Elk Radio team will get in touch with you about switching to a company that makes all of the products you need from toil bowl cleaner to soap to shampoo to whatever that you're buying every month anyway. And this stuff has no chemicals in it. It's made in the United States of America, employs Americans, and they don't rip you off. The stuff that you're buying from them comes in concentrated form. So you're actually only using a lot of the products about this much at a time in a spray bottle that's full of water. These guys tell you that they want to stop the uh, plastics and the, the plastic uh, straws from killing the turtles, right? Then they turn around and mass produce products that are watered down in plastic packaging so that you have to buy it every single month. So not only are they murderers and liars, but they are complete and utter hypocrites. Stop buying their products. Go to AmericanHawkRadio.com and check out Patriot Switch. You all have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 19. One of the greatest kings that Israel ever had was a man named Hezekiah. Now, after the death of Solomon, God had set up a division that was going to come to the kingdom of Israel. The Kingdom was going to be divided. There were people that God set in place to cause problems for Solomon, to vex him, and to come in and cause problems in the kingdom, and the kingdom was split. And they had awful, terrible kings over and over and over again. Now, I want to show you how these things can happen, and how many years can pass in between. A lot of you are looking at the situation in your life, and maybe you're 40 years old, maybe you're 60, maybe you're 70, but there was a time in Israel when almost 60 years went by that nobody had opened up the book of the law. And then when they did and repaired the temple, God protected them, healed the land. All right? Now, maybe that might not happen for the entire nation, but that can happen for you. That can happen in your life. That God's hand of protection can be upon you. All right? Got your Bible. Turn to 2 Kings chapter 19. Actually, uh, change that. We're going to go to... uh, 2 Kings chapter 21, 2 Kings chapter 21, 
And one of the greatest kings that ever ruled in Israel, Hezekiah, had a son named Manasseh. His son Manasseh, after Hezekiah slept with his fathers, was 12 years old. 12 years old was this young man, Manasseh, who saw God God had wrought major victories and wonderful things for his people under the reign of this man, Hezekiah. Manasseh did evil in the sight of the Lord. Manasseh was 12 years old. 2 Kings chapter 21. When he began to reign and reigned 50 and 5 years in Jerusalem and his mother's name was Hephzibah. Manasseh reigned 55 years. 55 years Israel had a wicked king that was the son of a good king. I myself am 47 years old. There was a span of 55 years. And let's read about this guy. And then we're going to read about what happened when the word was brought out of the temple and what God did for those people in his good time. I'll give you all a second. Frontosa says, most people are too lazy to change. Sorry, but it's true. Yeah, you're right, Frontosa. You're right. You're right. It's easy to go on Twitter and complain and talk about the the forces of evil and repost articles about Dutch farmers. That's easy. That takes nothing at all. And the biggest repercussion that a lot of people will face for that is having their Twitter account banned. So what? Amen? But to actually do something is what we're calling for here. All right? 55 years. Manasseh reigned in Jerusalem and his mother's name was Hephzibah. And he did that. We're in the second verse, chapter 21 of 2 Kings. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord after the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built up again the high places which Hezekiah his father had destroyed. And he reared up altars for Baal and made a grove as did Ahab king of Israel and worshipped all the host of heaven and served them and built altars in the house of the Lord of which the Lord said in Jerusalem, will I put my name. All right. God's people had a wicked king. Now think about this. That was 55 years that this wicked son, Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, reigned. The country or confederation of Canada, as you know it, is only 150 years old, being known as Canada. This reign of this guy that's being covered in just one chapter of the king of the Second Kings, uh, chapter 21, was one third of the time that Canada has existed. All right, let's read about this guy. 
He made his son to pass through the fire and observed times, used enchantments, and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Now, I would like to submit for your logistic deductive reasoning that that's happening exactly today in Canada and the United States. People are killing their children, calling it a right, saying that they need to celebrate it like it's a beautiful thing. They are uh, going to familiar spirits, wizards, observing times. Amen? That's the world you live in today. I'm told that there are uh, TV shows out there that they will have spirit guides who will bring people on to get them speaking with a deceased relative. Something that uh, the God of Abraham, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob directly commanded not to do. And what do we see along with that? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. He killed his own son. Amen? He set a graven image in a grove that he'd made in the house, which the Lord said to David and to Solomon, his son, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Israel was going through a period of extreme wickedness throughout the land. And not only did the king do that which was wicked, he caused the people to do it. We see this today in Canada and the United States. God went on in verse 8, Neither will I make the feet of Israel move any more out of the land which I gave their fathers, only if they will observe to do according to all that I have commanded them and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them, but they hearken not. And Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than did the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. This is a big deal. And just like Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, that the experience of Israel that was written in the, uh, the Law and the Prophets, this is written for us today. This is written for us today. The Lord spake by his servants the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh the king of Judah hath done these abominations, and hath done wickedly above all that the Amorites did which were before him, and hath made Judah also to sin with his idols. Therefore thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whosoever heareth of it, both his ears shall tingle. What I'm going to do to this wicked generation, people are going to hear it and they're going to go, ah. It's going to affect them. Just to hear what's going to happen to them. He said, Now I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria, the plummet of the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. 
Now I will forsake the remnant of mine inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies and they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies. Because they have done that which is evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came forth out of Egypt even unto this day. And that's going to happen here. It's going to happen in Canada. It's going to happen in the United States of America if people don't repent. It's going to. But I'll tell you what. God knows how to save his own from his wrath. I've seen several examples of it. If you look in the book of Revelation, his people have a mark on them. If you look in the book of Ezekiel, God had angels that were ready to bring great destruction on Israel, uh, but an angel with an inkhorn went, th- went throughout the land and marked those that belonged to God. That the destruction would stay from them. Verse 16, Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another because his sin wherewith he made Judah to sin in doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and all that he did and his sin that he sinned, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles? The kings of Judah? And here it is. After all of that, After all those things that happened and the Manasseh did, he slept with his fathers and was buried in the garden of his own house in the garden of Uzzah and Ammon his son reigned in his stead. Now, you might be upset with Justin Trudeau. You might be upset with Joe Biden, but their day is going to come and so is yours. And there's going to come a day when every man is going to be judged according to his works, including me. But you can have that blood over your door that the angel of death would pass over. Amen? You can have that mark on you. God's wrath will pass you over. And not only that, but he can prepare you a table in the presence of your enemies. Amen? So he died. And then Ammon was 22. Now remember, 55 years had gone by. 55 years when you're reading this one chapter, uh, chapter 21, 2 Kings, that covers 55 years. It's 55 years that took place there. And then he died. And then Ammon was 22 years old when he began to reign. And he ran two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Meshulameth, the daughter of Haruz of Jobah. And he did that which is evil in the sight of the Lord as his father Manasseh did. Now you've got 55 years, and now Ammon, another wicked king, reigned two years. Now we're at almost 60 years. 57 years. 
that the temple has not been in operation. The priesthood has not been making the sacrifices and the law of Moses is not being read amongst the people and they did wickedly too. Amen? Let's read on. He did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord as his father Manasseh did. He walked in all the way that his father walked and and served the idols that his father served and worshipped them. And he forsook the Lord God of his fathers and walked not in the way of the Lord. Now listen to this. You want to know why his reign only lasted two years? Because God dealt with him the same as he did Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. If we have time, we're going to go there as well. The servants of Ammon conspired against him and slew the king in his own house. His own people killed him. Now the rest of the act, uh, and the people of the land slew all them that had conspired against King Ammon, and the people of the land made Josiah, his son, king in his stead. Now the rest of the acts of Ammon which he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the king of Judah? And he was buried in his sepulcher at the garden of Uzzah, and Josiah his son reigned in his stead. And so there was a time when the word of the Lord was not being spoken. It was not being talked about amongst the people. They were not following the most basic tenets the law that God had gave to Moses for them since he brought them out of Egypt. Deuteronomy 6.4 Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Thou shalt serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy might. Amen. And you were to speak of this when you got up and when you went out and when you laid down and, and you were to talk of these things and you were to teach your children And you were to, this was supposed to be the thing. And it was not being spoken. It was not prevalent in Israel for 57 years. The people forgot God. And there was a lot of blood spilled throughout the land. Amen. People have their phones today. Uh, They can look at videos from different cities in Australia and North America. Nobody can deny that a huge amount of blood is being shed on a regular basis in the streets of our cities. And then, chapter 22. Not yet. <laughs> chapter 22. God was about to do something really beautiful. There was a revival that was going to happen. And this can happen for you. This can happen for you. And I'm going to show you an equivalent in the New Testament of this very same thing. And a lot of you are rediscovering the word of the Lord. It's been there. It's been covered in dust. It hasn't been spoken of for a long time in your home. Amen? Oh, but there's going to come a time when it's going to be rediscovered. And life is going to come into the temple. Amen? The temple. 
when the word of the Lord comes. We're going to talk about that. We have to go to a commercial break for the bottom of the hour. We are in 2 Kings chapter 22. And everybody watching right now, this is what we do on American Uck Radio. Oftentimes we will have interviews and sometimes we'll talk about news. But the majority point of this show, and some days we just do two straight hours of Bible study because the word of the Lord needs to be dusted off and spoken in your heart and in your house and in your mind and in your, your, your city. And he'll come back to you and heal you. Amen? We've had a lot of idolatry in North America. We've had a lot of covetousness. We've had a lot of innocent blood spilled. Amen? And maybe the whole nation will not repent. But your house can be blessed. Your life can be blessed in the middle of a wicked and untoward generation. And God's wrath can be for them and not you. Amen? Played that video of that woman that took the vaccine and then all of a sudden the doctors were giving her methotrexate and all these different drugs that were costing thousands of dollars and she's in pain. Scabs all over her face. And do I feel bad for her? Yeah, I do. But I'll tell you this. She needs Jesus, and if she don't reach out to him, it's not going to get any better. And how is she going to do that if we don't tell her? How is this world going to come to him if we don't reach out to them? How are they going to know if we don't shine that light? We got to go to our commercial break. We'll be back right after this, everybody, stick around. And then it is the ninth hour of prayer. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus and call on the Lord. Remember, after today, you've got to go to American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip on Rumble in order to catch the live show or the rebroadcast. Tell your friends. We're still working with Stu Peters. We're still with the Stu Peters Network. It's just that... He's growing too big for Rumble to handle, and we've got to break it down into sub-channels. We'll be right back. You want to wake up refreshed like you slept on a cloud? Get yourself the very best in bedding supplies today. You deserve it. Go to MyPillow.com, and don't forget our very special promo code, Mojo50, for incredible savings. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company. Much more. I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. Five major food distributors have suffered explosions at food processing and storage facilities in the last few months. 
20 more facilities have been destroyed by fires over the last four months. War in Ukraine drags on and holds the looming threat of nuclear escalation. U.S. inflation is officially reported above 8%. Mobs of people are whipped into frenzy by an increasingly unstable class of political elites. We live in interesting times. Political, economic, and financial collapse are all very real threats to our way of life. If the worst happens, make sure you and your loved ones are prepared with emergency food and supplies from preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. Coffee lovers everywhere now have the opportunity to do their part to save the planet with Al Gore's lab-grown coffee substitute. We, here at Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change, believe this is a terrible idea. While man-bun-wearing, soy-latte-loving poodle walkers everywhere are in love with the eco-friendly lab-grown sadness water, Coffee Drinkers for Climate Change want to see the sea levels rise and for New York City to join the lost city of Atlantis, 12,000 leagues beneath the sea. American Pride Roasters, historically great coffee. Every pot brewed is an eco-disaster 100 times greater than the Fukushima extinction-level event. So order yours today and do your part to hasten the end of the planet. You don't want to live forever, do you? AmericanPrideRoasters.com. That's AmericanPrideRoasters.com. How dare you? (laughs) We dare. We dare. Hey, lovelies, does anyone have any new conspiracy theories? Because all the ones I know are contrary. <laughs> Join me, Rhea Bo, here on Sunday Long Live Radio, live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, 10 a.m. UK, and 9 p.m. New South Wales. I'll see you Sunday. America Radio. Radio. I would say the world's most underrated radio shows. American Uck Radio. This guy, Mike Phillip, is brilliant. I listen to him every day. Love your show. I, I really do. I'm a huge fan. Thank you for doing what you're doing. American Uck Radio. To American Arc Radio on Mojo 50 WBN 324 and the Stu Peters Network on Rumble. Quick reminder we are going to be going to a sub channel of the Stu Peters Network starting tomorrow. American Arc Radio with Mike Phillip, F I L I P. We will put a link to that on AmericanArcRadio.com and so you can go and subscribe to that over the next little while. Uh, Captain Malcolm Reynolds, good to see you back today, pal. Uh, I saw you in the chat earlier, and uh, it's it's a really neat little family that we have going on here that meets every day and talks about the things of the Lord, sometimes current events and news, but I'll tell you what, I reached a point where I had covered so much news over the years that it, it, uh, it all began to be the same, and uh, God 
started dealing with me a few years back and uh, called me to preach. And so I, I started doing that. And I decided that that was what I was going to use this uh, little patch of digital real estate for and with our radio affiliates. And, and I'll tell you, um, I, I had a great conversation with a new listener that just found our show in the great state of Ohio yesterday. And he, he just, he told me, he said, you know, God has a way of uh, opening up the book through you and tying the Old Testament and the New together. And, you know, that was, that was a great thing for me to hear. Uh, but I had to tell him, look, this is what I pray for every day is that God would unseal the book to you. There's loads of people with Bibles in their houses that do not know how to read it. Loads. And we're going to look at a situation in Israel after these wicked kings, after 57 years, God put up with them. Okay? 57 years, and we're starting in 2 Kings chapter 22. Josiah was eight years old. Josiah's father, Ammon, was killed by his own people, by his own servants. There was a palace coup. There was a uh, insurrection. And... Uh, the real kind, not like January 6th, where his own people on the inside killed him. Amen. And so now, God is fixing to do something in Israel. And, and you can have this same experience. You can. Maybe you haven't uh, been serving God for quite a long time. Maybe you had an experience where you felt his presence strongly many years ago and and you've been just kind of going through the motions. Maybe you uh, turned your back. Maybe you've picked up some habits along the way. Now I'm here to tell you that God can clean those out of your life. He can do it. And I'm a work in progress too. But I'll tell you what. God has uh, lifted some pretty awful things out of old Mike Philibier. Some pretty awful things. And uh, Josiah, at eight years old, began to reign, and he reigned 30 and one year is in Jerusalem. 31 years. Now we're going on a space of time that is uh, getting pretty close to 100 years. 100 years, just two kings. Three, sorry. Amen? And he did that which was right. In the sight of the Lord and walked in all the way of David his father and turned not aside to the right hand or the left. It came to pass in the 18th year, 18th year, 18 years went by. Sometimes it feels like God isn't doing anything. Oh, he's still there. He's still watching. Oh, he's still there. 18 years went by that the king sent Shaphan the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshalam, the scribe to the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people, and let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work 
that have the oversight of the house of the Lord and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches thereof unto carpenters and builders and masons to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand because they dealt faithfully. Amen? This took 18 years to come to pass. And what's happening? The temple is starting to begin the process of restoration. Does your temple need a process of restoration? Maybe it won't happen overnight. Praise the Lord. I had a pastor tell me, because I was not being patient with God and thought that he should bring about changes faster than I was going to allow him to work. He said to me, Mike, I've seen mountains move overnight. I've seen them move a shovelful at a time over many years. Keep seeking God. Now remember, 57 years had gone by, and now this is 18 years into Josiah's reign. And they're just starting to restore the temple, the house of the Lord. What's the temple today? You are. Now what happened? I see we have uh, a separate little church service going on in the chat here. Uh, Okay, anyways. So they're starting to get into fixing the vessels God created, that God commanded them to make. The temple, David had laid up gold and silver and wood for his son Solomon to build a temple for the Lord. It is now in the process of restoration. Almost 70 years have gone by. Now listen to this. And Hilkiah, the high priest, said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan. And he read it. Uh Uh-oh. The word is now starting to spread. It's starting to break out. It's starting to be read. Amen? That's what's happening here. The word's starting to be read. Amen? It's getting into your heart. It's getting into your mind. And there's going to be a restoration of the temple. Shaphan the scribe came to the king. And brought the king word again and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of them to do the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now you've got to think about this here. This king was eight, uh, he, what was he? Josiah was eight years old. Eight years old. His father reigned two years and his grandfather reigned 55. 
He was doing that which was right in the sight of the Lord and he didn't even have the word. But it came. The word suddenly showed up at the temple. I'm going to give you a New Testament precedent for this. And it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. All of a sudden, God's word became clear and he realized just how far they had gotten away from the things of God. 18 years. 18 years. Amen. 60 plus years had gone by that the word of God had not been read. That it had been sitting and waiting and gathering dust while the people did evil. Think about that. And when he heard it, let me read that one more time. Verse 11. Came to pass when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he rent his clothes. The king commanded Hilkiah the priest and Ahikam the son of Shaphan and Akbor the son of Micaiah and Shaphan the scribe and Azahiah the servant of the kings saying, Go ye inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all of Judah concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according unto all that which is written concerning us. Praise the Lord. Now, the goodness of God will lead you to repentance. But you know what else will lead you to repentance? The realization that there is going to be a judgment one day. Josiah immediately repented. Immediately. And they went and they found a prophetess named Huldah. Skip down to verse 15. And she said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man that sent you to me, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they may provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be kindled against this place, and it shall not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, which sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard, because thine heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spake against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation, and a curse, and a haste, 
and rent thy clothes and wept before me. I have also heard thee, saith the Lord. Amen. <laughs> the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Behold, therefore I will gather thee unto thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace. Thine eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought the king word again. Because you went to the word. And when you saw the word of the Lord. And you repented in sackcloth and ashes. And restored the temple. My wrath is not for you. Amen. You understand? You understand? The king sent and they gathered up. And we're, now we're in verse 20, chapter 23 of 2 Kings. The king sent and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. The king went up into the house of the Lord and all the men of Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him and the priests and the prophets and all the people both small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant which was found in the house of the Lord. Now the word has gone out to the people. They've heard it read in their ears. Amen. The king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and all their soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in the book and all the people stood to the covenant. Are you ready to hear the words of the book? And when it pierces your heart, to get that curse off your life. Amen? Restoration of the temple. Know ye not you are the temple? <laughs> Praise God. But when the word comes into the ears and into the heart. And if it finds a tender heart that repents and tears its clothes. And weeps before God. That, that wrath can be taken off of you. That can be taken off of you. And we see it. We see it all around us. All around us. I, I read those curses in Deuteronomy 28. I talked about what was happening in Israel uh, uh, during the time of Isaiah. And during the time of... Uh, of the prophet Jeremiah. Amen. And our society looks very much like it. Very much. It's the same thing over and over again. Turn with me real quick. We're running out of time. To Isaiah. Chapter 3. Chapter 3 of Isaiah. Before behold the Lord. The Lord of hosts doth take away from Jerusalem. And from Judah. The stay of the staff the whole stay of bread, and the whole stay of water. The staff, the bread, and the water. The protection, the food, and the water. Prosperity. 
Are you hearing about that now? Is it time to dust off the book and read it to your children and get it in your heart and get it in your ears and get it in your mind? The mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet and the prudent and the ancient, the captain of 50 and the honorable man and the counselor and the cunning artificer and the eloquent orator, and I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. And the people shall be oppressed every one by another, and every one by his neighbor. Amen. We have apps today that people are getting on their phones where they can rat each other out, where they can tell on, on each other's neighbors. Let me read that one more time. The people shall be oppressed every one by another and every one by his neighbor. That's what happens in countries that forsake the Lord. That's what happens to nations. And Canada and the United States, they're trying their hardest to go that same road. But really, they're just fulfilling the work. That's all they're doing. And it's happened over and over again. Oh, but if you'll restore the temple and get the word in it and dust it off, God can give you a reprieve. He's very merciful toward them that fear him. Amen? And you can have that mercy. You can have it. it. says, The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient and the base against the honorable. Praise the Lord. You got to restore the temple. You got to restore the temple. And that means the word has got to be there. It's got to be spoken. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I'll tell you what. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Amen. If you repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And at that point, the word is in the temple and it's being read. And you will be guided by it. And it'll be a light to your path and a lamp to your feet. And it'll keep you from stumbling or falling into a trap. Amen? It'll heal you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Somebody in the chat. Turn with me to Luke chapter 11, verse 2. This is what people call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, when you pray... Pray like this. Amen. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. What is the name of the Father? Jesus said to Philip, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Amen. Isaiah 9, 6, it says that to us a, 
child will be born, a son given, and his name shall be called the Everlasting Father. When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It's Jesus. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. You can have that in your life. I'm telling you right now. You can have it in your life. Just like the temple was restored and the word was read to the people after over 60 years. A restoration came and a stay of punishment just like Nineveh's reprieve when they repented. Amen? You can have that. Your children can have that. The promise is unto you and your children and those who are afar off. Amen? I'm looking at the time. We're just about running out of it. If you're listening to Mojo 5 we'll be back tomorrow and on WBM 324. Stick around for the ninth hour prayer if you're watching on Rumble. And remember, tomorrow, you're going to have to go to Americanuck Radio with Mike Phillip on Rumble. I'll put the link in the comments after the show. Go and subscribe, and I want to see my family in there tomorrow. God loves you. He loves your children. And his wrath does not have to abide on you. Got to go to our network break so that the next show can come in and disconnect from the radio station. We will be back right after this. Stick around. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.